Hey everybody, welcome to Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland. A podcast all about Cleveland and fun things to do. We go exploring. And we go eat. We eat lots and we enjoy it. So join us as we share these experiences with you. And we hope that these experiences inspire you to enjoy the great city of Cleveland. Hey there, podcast listeners. How's everybody doing? So today was one of my most favorite days. I know we say it all the time, but today was a good day for me. It was a good day for me, too. All right. I'm going to bust out into song. Let's hear it. 123,546 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> One hundred twenty thousand three thousand and five hundred forty six bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> why are we singing this? You might ask. Yeah, why are we? We visited the Great, Great Lakes, Lakes Brewing Company. We went on the tour. We we bought our tickets in advance. I recommend buying your tickets in advance because you can go in and buy them the day of. But they only do 15 people on a tour at a time, and there were 14 people on our tour. Yeah, so you don't want to risk it. No. So get your tickets in advance. And I would like to point out that we might have been the only locals. Oh, yeah. He said most of the people on our tour were from out of town. Some people were college kids that were with us. There were people from Pennsylvania and Chicago. Somebody from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. The guy from New Jersey. Wait. I want to start. We we started singing 123,546 bottles of beer on the ball. Why did we start with that amount? Well, because it was in my head the whole tour. Okay. But, <laughs> but I need to tell everybody why we started with that amount. Those were brewed barrels of beer in 2020. Barrels. And how many bottles are in a barrel? There are about 300 bottles of beer in a barrel. And they distribute to 14 states plus D.C. From as far west as Minnesota to North Carolina. Right. There was so much that I learned on this tour. It was affordable. It was educational. And it was fun. Right. I had a great time on this tour. This might be one of my most favorite things that we've done so far. Probably because I got samples of beer while we were on the tour. So let's just point out, okay, the tickets are $5 or $15. So a $5 ticket does not include beer samples or a souvenir pint glass. The $15 ticket does include... Beer samples, four. You get four four samples. And a pint glass to take home. You walk into the beer symposium to start the tour. First of all, let's back up a lot because Tony (laughs) texts me, are you on your way yet? Because our plan was, Heidi was going to, this is, this was our plan. This Thursday night, you said, I'm going to pick you up at noon. I picked you up at 12.05. Okay. Usually your text, you text and say, on my way. 
Well, I Googled how long it would take from your house to the Great Lakes Brewery Tour. It said 17 minutes. And so I thought I had a little bit more leeway. So as I'm already at her house, she says, you can't wear open-toed shoes. I've already left my house. So I got all the information about the tour. And let me tell you, if it had been yesterday that we were at the tour, yesterday was 70 degrees out, I may have worn flip-flops. I was not worried about you wearing flip-flops because it was raining. Okay. Touche. Plan to arrive about 15 minutes before your tour time starts to allow for time to find parking in the area. There is a lot to park in. That we paid eight bucks. There's ample parking in that lot. There's also street parking if you can find it. If you don't want to search for street parking, I would recommend paying the $8. It says you can enjoy your first two beer samples as you wait for the tour to begin. And and that, I'll tell you why. Because they have those eight samples when you come in and let them know that you're there for your tour. And of course, you only get that if you purchase the $15 tickets. You get these wooden tokens. And you do have to show your ID. Yes, you have to show your ID to prove that you're 21 or older. So I would recommend get into the building 15 minutes before your tour time starts so that you have time to drink those two beers. It starts promptly at the time that you're scheduled. You register beforehand. You get your four tokens. Get a beer. Drink it. You can get another one before the tour starts. And drink it as the tour is starting. That has to be gone before the before you leave that building. Because you're going to leave that symposium. When we were parking... I said to Tony, I feel like our tour is going to be in this building. Yes. But then I asked the parking attendant, I said, if we're here for the Great Lakes tour, I said, where do we go? That building? And she said, no, the building with the green doors. Right. So. That's where you check in. That is where you check in. That's not the actual. That is not the tour. I was right. I was right about where the tour was. Yes. And you were right about where the tour was because you said, I feel like this is the bottling factory. Yes. But it was the bottling factory. Yes. So there are two very handicap accessible bathrooms. They are just unisex bathrooms that you can go back there and use one or the other of the bathrooms because I went into both just to make sure. Then they start the tour off with a video. Right. And our tour guide was Kevin. Yes. Kevin was amazing. He was amazing. Very educated. And he just started there at the end of last year. So in that video, it told us in the 1870s, there were about 30 brewing companies throughout the United States. It also told us the owners of Great Lakes Brewing, Great Company. Lakes brewing Company are Pat and Dan Conway. They have a beer called Conway Irish Ale. They put fresh by dates on all of their beer. They are a zero waste company. So the little sample cups that you are drinking out of for your samples on the tour are made from compostable corn, hence the zero waste. Yes. Great Lakes Brewing Company was the first restaurant in Cleveland to go non-smoking. The company was established in 1988. They started, actually, in 1986. Yes. 
working on getting this brewery going. One of the things we learned on the tour was that the last brewery in Ohio was 1984. Which was Schmidt and Sons. And then from 1984 to 1988, they called it the Dark Ages because there were no breweries. If you've noticed, a lot of our podcast episodes happen at breweries. Right. Because there are a lot of breweries that are popular today. Local breweries that are popular today. But from 1984 to 1988, there were no breweries in Ohio. Right. And now currently in the U.S., there are about 9,000 breweries in the U.S. alone. Right. They started brewing the beer, you know, in 1986. They acquired the tour building in 1998. During the tour, he talked about products that are made by using some of the beer that they make, which they actually sell in their gift shop. Soap, barbecue sauce, mustard, and aioli. Yes. Those are just a few. But they make that stuff because when they bottle their beer, they calibrate it to 12 ounces. So any bottle that is less than 12 ounces, they cannot sell as part of their six-pack or 12-pack bottles. They are zero waste. He explained to us that it takes them one full minute to fill a keg. They can fill 240 bottles per minute. We said earlier, one barrel is about 300 beers. They do not can their beer there. They used to can their beer in Boston. I found this to be so interesting. So they had to give them their recipe. Yes. To can their beer in Boston, but they stopped doing that. Because the locals thought that it tasted different. Which it probably did. Because they were using ocean water versus Great Lake water. Right. Which is different. Very different. Yes. So now they're they're canning in Strongsville, Ohio. We mentioned that the uh, last Cleveland brewery before Great Lakes Brewing Company was Schmidt and Sons. So when Pat and Dan started, they looked in the yellow pages. Yellow pages. Yeah. To see who they could contact about brewing beer. They found out that Thane Johnson was the master brewer at Schmidt and Sons. They found him in the white pages. They contacted him about They consulted, yeah, they consulted him and he said, maybe you should contact Charlie Price, who also worked at Schmidt and Sons. Right. He had designed for Schmidt and Sons a seven barrel system that they actually still use to this day at Great Lakes Brewing Company. Right. And that they used at Schmidt and Sons also. I thought that was very interesting, the history of how all of that came. And they give them props. They have cans from from that brewery in the symposium Yes, at Great Lakes Brewing Company. They also give props to the names of their beers. Oh, yes. Elliot Ness. Well, I was going to start with 
Conway Irish Ale because they're the Conway brothers. Yeah. As you said, Elliot Ness. Fame Johnson actually came up with that. And then Dort Monder Gold. Which was originally Heisman. Yes. So, and everybody's familiar with the Heisman Trophy. Right. And he actually grew up in Cleveland on Bridge Avenue. Right. And you can go to Bridge Avenue, they said, and find a plaque with this man's honors on it. Right. And so they actually had to change the name of the Heisman beer. Right. Because in New York, who was giving away the trophy for the Heisman trophy, they didn't like the name. They right. They did they did get a cease and desist order. Right. They remembered their time in Germany and there was a city in Germany, Dortmund. So they named their beer after that city in Germany. And it was gold in color and it had received a gold medal in a competition that they had submitted. So that's where Dortmund or gold beer comes from. Right, rather than right, rather than Heisman. The other name that they use is Edmund Fitzgerald. So they do a lot of Cleveland history, Cleveland recognition. Oh, absolutely. For their beers. He's telling us all about this where they're bottling the beer. And then we move up to the second floor. Now, we do need to mention as we're going up the second floor we see that there's this track on the side of the stairs. Mm -hmm. And then we notice this chair that's on this track. So, this is handicap accessible. Yes. And when you get to the top of the second floor, there are bathrooms that are handicap accessible as well. Right. Because I went into those bathrooms to check it out. I mean, if you have an electric wheelchair, no, you're not going to be able to get up that way. But if you can transfer from your wheelchair to this powered chair that goes up on the track of the stairs, you're going to be able to to get up there if somebody can carry your wheelchair up for you. Right. So you're going to be able to do the tour. Absolutely. I think that that's great. I mean, this building was renovated in 1998. I think that it's good that they're making those accommodations. Absolutely. But before we get any further, I think we need to take a break. Yes. And we'll be back to talk about the rest of the tour and our lunch after these messages. If you like this podcast, we ask that you like, follow, share, or leave a review. If you visit any of the places we've talked about, please let us know about your adventures on our social media pages. We look forward to your comments. Now let's get back to our adventures. Welcome back from our short break. So we were talking about going up to the second floor. Yes. And as we were walking into, you know, we we got up to the second floor. We got up the steps. There's the bathrooms. Mm -hmm. And we walk into this great room. Where a wedding was happening. Well, it wasn't happening when when we were there. But it was set up for a wedding that was going to be happening. I'm telling you, I was so happy about this. It was beautiful. 
It really was. It really was. Yes. If you are living in Cleveland and you are engaged to be married, please check out Great Lakes Brewing Company for your wedding needs. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm not engaged or anything, but you should. I mean, I, if either of your boys are going to get married, you should. Well, I never had an actual formal wedding. I know you want to have one. I do. I'll come. Okay. To the Great Lakes Brewing Company wedding venue. I will come to that. I have so many other things that I want to do before I actually do that, though. Maybe I'll win a lot of money sometime and just do it. I mean, I was so in love with this. It was beautiful. It really was beautiful. It was. They had the string lights for the ambiance. Yes. And all the chairs were set up so neatly. They had the altar at the front of the room. It was so beautiful. It really was. I really enjoyed that. I didn't know that was such a surprise. I think that that's why I enjoyed it so much because it was a surprise to me that they do weddings up there. Yeah. We then walked through that area to the next part of our tour. Right. Where they do the. Well, first of all, they do samples there. In the next part of the tour. Right. So he asks that what he does is ask. A quiz question. Right. Question. We're not going to tell you what that is. Oh, we're not? No. They're going to have to go on the tour. Oh, okay. Just to put a little pressure on you folks, our group got it all right. Yes. The quiz. Yes, we did. And then you get to choose between two different beers on tap. Right. So he then talks about the process of brewing beer. At this point. Yes. And there's four huge tanks. And he talks about, you know, what those tanks are used for. There were people working behind the scenes. Yes. Bearded gentlemen were working behind the scenes. Yes. So Heidi got distracted with that. And I asked how I could apply to work here. (laughs) She did. I'm probably so confusing because I do have a boyfriend. She does. And he knows about her obsession with beards. Yes, as he has one. Right. (laughs) So one of the things that um, Kevin mentioned is he said, do you know what IBU stands for? International Bitterness Unit. Yes. So he told us the IBU for each beer that was on tap to sample. So I thought that was interesting because I never heard... You never heard of IBUs before? I'd never I'd never heard of IBUs before. So I thought that was pretty cool. While you're sipping on your sample, he's talking about each tank that is in that room and what they're used for. He did tell us about the Great Lakes Brewing Company Christmas Ale and how they use 600 pounds of honey. Yes. 20 pounds of cinnamon and 20 pounds of ginger. Which is why it is so delicious. I've never even tried the Christmas ale. Oh my gosh. Well, I have tried a lot of Great Lakes beer before going on this tour. I just had never been to the tour or the restaurant. But that Great Lakes Christmas ale is one of my favorites. Now, he mentioned the Oktoberfest is one of his favorites. Yeah. 
they do different seasonal options based on the time of year or what season it is. So one of the things that they're going to do for Cinco de Mayo is a lime beer. Right. I am very excited about this. Though I asked specifically if it was going to have like a pepper to it or a spice to it. And he said it's more of a lime beer. Right. And that reminds me that he brought up in the part of the tour of the first floor about the colors of the bottles. Right. So he did mention that they're brown for a purpose. Right. And that is because... So you don't want any light or sunlight to penetrate through the bottles. Because it's called light struck. Right. They are very prideful on their fresh buy dates. Yes. And they're very prideful on the color of their bottles. And they do not want local establishments to be selling their beer or serving their beer post their dates. Because he said beer is really only good for three months post the fresh buy date. Right. So, you know, I found that to be interesting, too, because they are very concerned about making sure you're getting the best tasting product that's out there. And another thing that Kevin mentioned is that they work with local farms. And he did mention a couple of farms that specifically that they work with in the area. He talked about zero waste. So one of the ingredients of the beer is to use oats. And you can only use that one time. So once they boil those oats as part of their process to make the beer, it's not yet fermented, but they can't reuse the oats. So this is why they partner with the local farms because the animals can still use the oats for feed. They can also use it for fertilizer and other things that you would use oats for. Right. One of the other things that he mentioned was when they acquired the building in 1998 for the tours, they happened to be doing road work. And while they were doing the road work, they said, hey, while you're doing this, can we get a pipeline in there to feed the restaurant the beer? Fresh beer. Fresh beer from from the uh, factory here, basically. So they they have a line that feeds the restaurant the beer straight from the source. Yes. So I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that was amazing. And what smart luck for somebody to realize, let's take advantage yeah. of doing this. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know who it was that took advantage of that, but amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And then our tour basically goes back downstairs so we see the tops of those tanks and then he takes us back downstairs to see the bottoms of the tanks well the full tank and they're huge yes and that's where our tour ends well he talked a little bit to us oh down yeah there he, too. Told, he, he gave us more information it was kind of hard to hear down there yeah because there was a lot of humming so he did talk to us down there 
And then the tour does end. And then we walk back across the street and around the block back to the symposium. Where if you have more tokens tokens to use, you can give to him and you can stay there and drink until your tokens are gone. Yep. What we did was we went around the corner. We put our names in for the restaurant. Right. Because there was, a, they told us a 35 minute wait. And they were going to text us when our table was ready. So we walked back around to the symposium and we drank more beer that we had already paid for waiting for our table. Right. And while we were there, we spoke to some of the people that were on our tour with us. Yes. And I promised I would mention their names. So Bailey and Peter were two folks that we had mentioned, two young folks that we had met on the tour. Right. They are from Pennsylvania. But Peter goes to college here in Ohio, and Bailey had come out to visit because they're dating. And they were then on their way to the aquarium. So we were telling them about our podcast, and they said, well, have you reviewed, have you reviewed the aquarium yet? Oh, and we, and, and we have already. So <laughs> we were like, hey, listen on your way. Yes, here's a card. Here's where you can find us. And yes, we did yep. already review the aquarium. We need to pause for a minute. We'll be right back after these messages. If you like this podcast, we ask that you like, follow, share, or leave a review. If you visit any of the places we've talked about, please let us know about your adventures on our social media pages. We look forward to your comments. Now let's get back to our adventures. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back again. Man, another two break episode. I mean, we had a good time. We did. We have to tell people about our good times. We put in our name at the restaurant. Go to the symposium. For more beer. Talk to Peter and Bailey. Talk to Kevin a little bit more. Then we went to the restaurant. Now, originally they said it was a 35-minute wait. I think it was like 10, 15 minutes. We get seated, and then Scott comes to the table right away with water. Oh, Scott was amazing. He said, I'm going to listen to your podcast. He answered all my questions because, of course, I had a lot of questions. Yes, we always have a lot of questions. And Scott hit a beard, too. Yes, I know. He was a cutie patootie. They all are. I feel like I should get a job working at a brewery. Yeah. I would like that. And I would be an excellent tour guide. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the way you talk. Yes. And the way I love beer and the product and Cleveland. And the bearded men. And the bearded men. I would love this. Yeah. So Scott came to the table. We ordered way too much food, as so, always. Yeah. We always get a lot of appetizers. So we got a charcuterie, charcuterie board. We got Brussels sprouts. And we got a pretzel, of course, of because course. Pre- I can't Tony, go without a pretzel. Tony and the pretzel, right. The charcuterie board, there were pickled onions. Yeah. There was salami. Some other meat. I don't know what it there was. Were, there were three different kinds of meat. There were three different kinds of cheeses. There were craisins. Craisins. There were... Um, Walnuts, nuts, jam, and crustinis with 
cheese. Cheese. Melted cheese on them. Oh, Toasted so good. melted cheese. And then the pretzel. The pretzel came with pickles, which Tony doesn't like. Those pickles were like a sweet, spicy pickle. They, and they looked fresh. Like they made them there. Oh, they were delicious. So the Brussels sprouts were a side. Oh, yeah. And we ordered a side of Brussels sprouts to share. Let me tell you, we were fighting over the Brussels sprouts. Yeah, so I decided that I was just going to let Heidi have those. Because you ordered them as a side for your main meal. Right. Which we probably didn't even need We did meals. not need the main meal, but I needed the Brussels sprouts. Oh, my God. And when your Brussels sprouts came after the side of Brussels sprouts <laughs> were over, I was so tempted to reach over and grab your Brussels and sprouts. And I would have stabbed you with my fork. I know. I know this. This is why I didn't. <laughs> they were so good. There was beer cheese for the pretzel and also on the Brussels sprouts. There's so many other things on that menu that I want to try. It was wonderful. I want to go back. Oh, yeah. I want to go back. So I want to say a couple of things. One is when you go in, there's main level, street level, restaurant slash bar. Right. Full service bar. Also, on this level, another dining room, like an extended dining room. It looks like when you first go in... That there are steps down and steps up to get to this level. I specifically asked Scott, I said, if I were in a wheelchair, how would I get to the bathroom? How would I get to this other dining room? And there is a passageway through the kitchen that they'll take you. So there is extended dining. There is wheelchair accessible bathrooms. There's full service bar that's there on that first floor. There is also an upper level that has their own bathrooms, their own bar, and their own dining. And there is a lower level. They do the happy hour menu occasionally, but it's also not full service. So you have to go to the bar to order things. Correct. And it's self-seating. But the main level and upper level, you need to be seated and it's the regular menu. Right. They also do a brunch menu. Yes. They also do a brunch menu. On Sundays. Yeah. But still, they do a brunch menu. Yeah. They don't have a super huge menu, but I want to try a lot of. Yeah. I want to try a lot of the stuff that's on the menu. Pierogies. They have a pierogi pizza or a pierogi flatbread. Yes. I personally ordered meatloaf. I didn't even look at anything else that was on the menu. I saw meatloaf (laughs) and I said, that's what I'm getting. And I said to Scott, do you recommend the meatloaf? And he he said, said, absolutely. And then my question was, (laughs) is there anything you don't recommend? I'm picky. I don't like seafood at all. He said, don't get the fish and chips. I ordered a burger. A burger, and instead of fries, I got the Brussels sprouts. I ate like a a quarter of the burger, maybe. Yeah, because we ate so much of the <laughs> other appetizers. But I can I ate that whole thing of Brussels sprouts. I know. And I should have. I was paying attention. I should have brought some home. 
If you would have left any Brussels sprouts on that plate. No, like I should have bought an extra order. I thought about doing that. Oh. But I refrained from doing so. Yeah, I should have got some Brussels sprouts to bring home. Their Brussels sprouts were superb. There's something else that we did not mention about Great Lakes Brewing Company. It's employee owned. <gasps> we did not mention that. Basically, it's profit sharing. And after you work there for one year, you have the stock options available to you. So how wonderful is that? We talked to some of the employees. Everyone said that it was an amazing place to work at. Yes. Health benefits are are the best they've ever had, they said. They couldn't say better things about it. You know, we didn't come up to them and say, hey, we do a podcast. How do you like your job? They didn't know that we were doing a podcast. Right. Well, the other thing that I thought you were going to say is that we didn't say that it ends with a gift shop. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, it doesn't necessarily end with a gift shop, but there is a gift shop. We ended our day in the gift shop. Yes. The gift shop sold sweatshirts, raincoats, straws because they are a no-waste company. Right. Yes. I bought a lunchbox. Which I think is meant to be a beer cooler, but I've been looking for a larger lunchbox. It's user-friendly for a lunchbox, actually, if you think about it. They have, Tony, your favorite. Dog treats. I was like, Tony, did you see the dog treats? She already had a bag <laughs> I in got her a hand. bag in my hand. They had dog bowls. They did have dog bowls. They had magnets. You know what I bought? Chapstick. Yes, they did have chapstick. Yeah. Bottle openers. Bought one of those. Yeah. To put on my keychain because, you know, I'm always looking for one. You never know when you need a bottle opener. Right. That I've been in that situation where you never know no, I if seriously, you need a bottle opener. I need, I need it all the time. And this way I always have one on me. They also had beer. Yeah, I got some of that too. I mentioned... Earlier in the episode, I found a beer that I like. Again, another great adventure. Yes, a very good time. And as always, thanks for listening. Heidi and Tony Explore Cleveland was created and produced by Heidi Johnson and Tony Gambino. Please contact us if you are a listener and have suggestions of where we should go next. Or... If you're a local business and you would like us to visit and share our experience, please email us at exploringclevelandht at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the content creators and not the business, organization, affiliates, or their employees. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. All rights reserved.